0: Hey guys, welcome to episode seven of Performance Complex with your favorite podcast host, Brianna Williams. I am a fitness and wellness advisor, a trainer, a coach, whatever you wanna call it, I probably do that. And this week, we are going to talk about the menstrual cycle, right? We don't talk about it enough. I probably also don't talk about it enough, but it's so, so important. And I was actually inspired and urged to talk about this um, by a mentor of mine, so I really appreciate her bringing that up. Um, but let's get into it. You know, I don't think we speak about the female menstrual cycle enough and the complexities of it. Um, our cycles affect everything about us from our mood, our hunger, our performance, our weight, and just so, so much more. Um, So in this episode, I really want to take you through the entire menstrual cycle, right? It's not just your period. I know a lot of young girls and even a lot of women think that your menstrual cycle starts and ends with your period. And that's pretty much the most important and the most significant part of the cycle. And that's what we're taught about. That's what we talk about. And um, it's so, so much more than that. I want to give you guys some tips on how you might structure your training and nutrition to complement this monthly hormonal cycle and these hormonal changes. And, you know, we have to work with our bodies and not work against them. And you don't know what you don't know. So without the knowledge of your menstrual cycle, without the knowledge of these hormonal changes, there's no way you could possibly work with your body and you could be unknowingly working against it. To put it simply, the menstrual cycle is a woman's monthly hormonal cycle in which the female body prepares for pregnancy. So the entire menstrual cycle usually lasts from around 28 to 31 days on average, right? The cycle begins with the first day of your period to the first day of your next period. Please note that the menstrual cycle, like I said, is so much more than your period and for those of you who don't know, your period is the process of the female body shedding the monthly buildup of blood and tissue lining within the uterus. Um, and the shedding, right, is known as the period. And it's a very normal and healthy process. So for those of you who are grossed out by, th- by this process, please get over yourself. Um, get over it, right? If you're an adult, get over it. If you're a man, get over it. If you're a kid, get over it. The more we talk about it, the more we can normalize it because it literally is a natural bodily process and function. And hey, all of you were born, right? So all of you are, are a direct result of this process. So there is no reason to be grossed out by it. There's no reason why you shouldn't wanna talk about it. We should all know about this process. So I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna educate you guys. I'm not a scientist or a doctor. I've done my own research. So this is just gonna be a very general in um, kind of like a, a basic tier level of knowledge in terms of what the menstrual cycle is. So I'm not perfect. Like I said, I do my own research and reading. And my own understanding just from being a woman in my body, that's what's really inspiring this podcast. All right, so to preface, the menstrual cycle can be broken into two cycles, the uterine cycle and the ovarian cycle. The uterine cycle marks the changes that occur in the uterus, while the ovarian cycle marks the changes that occur within the ovaries, right? Seems pretty simple. The uterine cycle, uterus, ovarian cycle, ovaries. Within those cycles, there are phases, right? You've probably heard some of these phases before. The follicular phase, your period, right? Your menstrual cycle, the proliferative phase, the luteal phase, and the secretory phase. And ovulation. And this is a little complex, so stay with me. These phases can then be divided into two categories: pre-ovulation and post-ovulation. So as you'll you'll see while I'm talking, you'll you'll understand how. All these phases and cycles will not kind of position themselves around ovulation, right? Ovulation is kind of the centerpiece. Um, it's kind of like, you know, the main act. If you're a visual person and you find this confusing, I'm going to link a very helpful picture chart or a few in the detail section for reference. Um, I'm a visual learner. So, you know, if you pull this up on your phone or computer or whatever while you're listening, Um, that could be very, very valuable for you. So like I said earlier, the first part of the menstrual cycle is marked with menstruation, also known as the period. So a little recap, this is when the female body sheds old blood and tissue, scientifically referred to as endometrium, from the uterus through the vagina. The duration of this process varies from woman to woman, but can last anywhere from four to eight days on average. So personally for me, um my menstrual cycle usually lasts around 5 to 6 days right and that that could vary month to month but on average it comes down to 5 to 6 days in the ovarian cycle the start of the period also marks the start of the follicular phase okay so remember we have the ovarian cycle and the uterine cycle please note that these Cycles are working simultaneously, right? It's not like the ovarian cycle happens first and your uterine cycle ha- happens after or vice versa. Your ovaries and your uterus work together and simultaneously, and they and they complement each other, right? So, so they're not two separate cycles. They're kind of just like an, more of, more so of an overlap, um, which is like I said before, which is why I think. Referring to a picture reference or a chart could be very helpful while listening to this so you, so you don't get too confused. So back to what I was saying before, the start of the period also marks the start of the follicular phase. In the follicular phase, which occurs from the start of the period to ovulation, is when the brain tells the ovaries to prepare an egg for release. Um, the hormone that signals this process is called Follicle stimulating hormone, right? Super creative, also known as FSH. And the ovaries prepare the egg for ovulation, which is when the egg is actually released. So, this phase really serves as the preparation process, right? During this phase, estrogen, the sexual and reproductive hormone dominant in women, rises. Throughout the menstrual cycle, there are many fluid filled sacs that hold eggs, also known as follicles, in each ovary. And they're at different stages in development. Midway through the follicular phase, as the period ends, the largest follicle in the ovaries, usually about one centimeter, becomes the dominant follicle and is the one that's chosen to be prepared for ovulation. And it's this follicle that produces estrogen as it grows and grows and grows. So you ladies out there can blame this dominant follicle here for that increase in estrogen. And on average, the follicular phase usually lasts about 10 to 22 days. Now moving on to the uterine cycle, remember these cycles are happening simultaneously. Um, In this cycle, remember we have the proliferative phase and the secretory phase. Now the proliferative phase starts at the end of the period and lasts until ovulation, similar to the follicular phase. And by now, like I said earlier, you should really realize how important ovulation is and and the kind of integral role it plays in in your menstrual cycle. So the proliferative phase is when the uterus builds up a thick inner lining, also known as endometrium. And after shedding, your uterus is back to work in building up new endometrium. So your menstruation is your uterus lining shedding, that endometrium is shedding. And during this process, the endometrium is building up thicker. As the girls are working on developing the egg holding follicles, the uterus is responsible for actually responding to the increase in estrogen produced by the follicles and rebuilding this new lining. So you can think about it kind of like a contractor, right? So your uterus is a contractor and works on building this beautiful home, right? The contractor creates a great lawn and some beautiful windows that bring in natural light. And all of a sudden, hurricane period comes along and knocks all the contractor's hard work down. And now she has to work on building up everything from scratch, right? So that's kind of similar to what's happening with your endometrium, with your uterine lining um, from menstruation to the first phase in the uterine cycle okay so this phase is called the proliferative phase because the lining becomes thicker right proliferative means to grow or multiply by rapidly producing new tissue new cells and so on the uterus thickens the endometrium to create a place for a potential fertilized egg that comes during ovulation to implant and grow so next finally right we have ovulation and all of this buildups to this phase, and you can kind of think of ovulation either as the main act or even as an intermission or an interlude for your entire menstrual cycle, because it really disrupts both the ovarian and the uterine cycles and takes over the, the entire show. So ovulation divides the ovarian cycle into the follicular and the luteal phase, right? So comes at the end of the follicular phase and marks the beginning of the luteal phase. And it also separates the proliferative phase and the secretory phases in the uterine cycle. So remember in the uterine cycle, the proliferative phase happens at the end of your period, while in the ovarian cycle, the, the follicular phase and your period ha- begin at the same time. So, so that's a little nuance right there. A little reminder... Ovulation is when an egg is released from the ovary into the fallopian tube, okay? So during this phase, the dominant follicle, remember that that follicle from earlier, the one that produces estrogen as it grows, well, it only continues to grow and grow and produce more and more estrogen. And right before ovulation, the follicle grows and reaches about two centimeters and sometimes three centimeters in cases. And with estrogen levels high enough, the brain is signaled to increase luteinizing hormone, LH, which triggers the release of the egg, aka ovulation. Um, Ovulation usually happens two weeks before the start of the next period. So this is another reminder that your menstrual cycle is so much bigger and grander than, than just your period. All right, so we're almost there. Please bear with me, I know this is a little (laughs) long and maybe overwhelming, um, but here come the finales of the menstrual cycle. Now that ovulation is complete, applause for the ovaries for showing up and showing out. We have the final two phases, the luteal phase in the ovarian cycle and the secretory phase in the uterine cycle. The luteal phase occurs from ovulation until the start of the next period. See how the menstrual cycle is literally happening all the time? It's crazy, right? So once ovulation happens, the follicle that holds the egg transforms, or a cooler word, metamorphosizes into a corpus luteum, which means yellow body. And luteum, take note, the luteal phase, luteum, right? All makes sense. Um, and the corpus luteum is basically like, like a mass of cells that produces progesterone and estrogen, which are which are two hormones. Now, progesterone prepares the endometrium, the uterine lining, for a potential pregnancy after ovulation. So, halfway through this phase, the luteal phase, progesterone levels peak, and hormonal changes during the luteal phase are associated with PMS, premenstrual symptoms. So, it's usually during this phase that women feel mood cha- mood changes. You know, experience bloating or breast tenderness and so on. So these are your traditional um, PMS PMS symptoms, or not PMS symptoms, your premenstrual symptoms. So if the egg is fertilized by a sperm, the progesterone from the corpus luteum will support early pregnancy. And if not, and no fertilization occurs, the corpus luteum will break down after ovulation within nine to 11 days. And this results in a drop of estrogen and progesterone, obviously, causing drum roll please menstruation right so you we've we've come full circle we've come full circle back to the beginning of your menstrual cycle which starts with your period menstruation it came full circle almost like it's a cycle right so the luteal phase will usually last 2 weeks but but it could also vary you know from 9 to 16 days depending Um, You know, it's important, I think, to acknowledge um, the variation in the female body. You know, nothing is necessarily, quote unquote, normal, right? We're all different. Um, There's a spectrum. So if yours doesn't last two weeks, that might not be abnormal for you, right? So it's important to have an understanding of what's normal for your body and for you. Lastly. But certainly not least, we have the secretory phase, which is the final phase of the uterine cycle. Now, similar to the luteal phase, the secretory phase lasts from ovulation until the start of the next period. And during this phase, the endometrium, the uterine lining, once again, prepares to either support a pregnancy or break down for menstruation. Now, the rise of progesterone levels causes the uterine lining to stop thickening and start preparing for a potential fertilized egg. It is because the endometrium is secreting many different types of hormone-like chemical messengers that this phase is called the secretory phase. Now, the coolest or most notable messenger is prostaglandins, which are secreted by the endometrial cells and even cause changes in nearby cells. So PGF2A and PGE2 to particular pro- prostaglandins, cause cramps, which is which is actually the uterine muscle contracting. You know, so when you're experiencing cramps, it's usually as a result of those prostaglandins um, in your in your body. Now, the amount of these chemicals increase after ovulation and peak during menstruation. Right, this is why you're usually really feeling them when you're menstruating, you're cramping, whatnot. It's this cramping caused by the prostaglandins that helps trigger the period. Now, if an egg is fertilized and a pregnancy does occur, prostaglandin production is inhibited. Otherwise, the corpus luteum stops production of estrogen and progesterone hormones and this drop in hormones and the effects of the chemicals cause the blood vessels to tighten and the uterine lining to break down, commencing, once again, menstruation, right? So again, another full circle, right? Your your hormones... Um, these hormone-like chemicals, your ovaries, your uterus, they're all working together and they're working for you and um, for the fertilization, potential fertilization of an egg. So this is a lot of information and I urge you to go back. I urge you to look at the resources I've provided um, to really understand this process. You know, some of you might have already known it, but I, I think that there is kind of a gap in... Um, knowledge for uh, female health and female health in relation to like fitness. So specifically considering the menstrual cycle and how that might affect fitness and whatnot. So I definitely want to have one or two more episodes dedicated to this, but I feel like I I don't want this episode to be information overkill. So I'm going to save the next episode to discuss fitness, and the menstrual cycle specifically, you know, how how you might adjust your training around and for your body in terms of the menstrual cycle and how you also might adjust your nutrition protocols around for your menstrual cycle. Because I think, like I said earlier, it's very important that you're really working with your body and not against it. And now that you have all this information and the information that I'll I'll share with you in the next one or two episodes, you'll be able to really do that and and optimize your performance. Anyways, as always, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Performance Complex. If you enjoyed it, please leave a comment and a rating. It's greatly appreciated and valued. And have a fantastic hump day and be sure to tune in this Sunday for part three of her fit origin series.